Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Today I want to talk about an interesting topic that is new to me, um, that's been around since at least 2016 and probably before, but I've never heard of it. Maybe you have. It's called Havana Syndrome. And it's funny because I was listening to NPR News in the car yesterday and I heard them talking about this and I was like, what? What is Havana Syndrome? And then today when I turned on my computer, I I saw it mentioned again and I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to look that up. So I'm going to share with you what I've learned about Havana Syndrome and... Um, so let's just jump right into it. I'm going to be reading from some articles because I haven't had time to like write out something. So the first one is an NBCnews.com article and it's from yesterday evening and it says that a long delayed bill um, was passed in the House yesterday to help Havana syndrome sufferers, and Biden was expected to pass the bill. So the bill is called the Havana Act, and it's, it says that these this Havana syndrome has been around since at least 2016, and it's mysterious health incidents that have affected U.S. diplomats, spies, and other government workers. Um, so, like a lot of things, these people didn't get the help they needed, and some of them were accused of, you know, just being crazy or having it was all in their head or whatever. So this is what um, Susan Collins, a Republican from Maine who helped craft the bill, said that she had spoken with some of the victims of what she said were heinous attacks. Far too many Havana Syndrome victims have had to battle the bureaucracy to receive care for their de debilitating injuries, said Collins, who wrote the bill with Senator Jean Shaheen, Democrat of New Hampshire, and the leaders of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Committee, Democrat Mark Warner of Virginia and Republican Marco Rubio of Florida. So it's a bipartisan bill, which is pretty amazing. Um, it says that the diplomats affected by Havana Syndrome had been frustrated with continuing challenges to get medical care and benefits. Um, at least 200 Americans have come forward to describe possible cases of Havana Syndrome. So what is Havana Syndrome? That's what everyone wants to know, right? Well, many U.S. workers, and this is from the same article, um, have reported hearing a loud sound and then having pressure in their heads experiencing dizziness, unsteady gait, visual disturbances, um, and some suffer long, or many suffer long-term debilitating effects. Under this Havana Act, they would be able to pay the employees 
um, and have new rules that ensure fair and equitable treatment. Now, I'm not sure why they couldn't get treatment before, but seems kind of ridiculous. Um, it says, for years, those who have come forward reporting Havana syndrome have complained about bureaucratic hurdles to getting proper medical care. They have assaulted a workers' compensation system that they say failed them because it was not designed to address invisible brain attacks or to account for the types of symptoms that they were having. So, invisible brain attacks? What are we talking about? Is it Could it possibly be true that the people wearing tinfoil hats were not crazy? And why would they... Why would they um, admit that now? That's that's a little question that I have in my the back of my head. That why are they allowing this information to come out now? But we'll talk about that later, or at least we'll think about that. So four years after the incidents became public, and U.S. Dim- Dim- diplomats serving in Cuba were deemed to have suffered targeted attacks. The federal government says it still has not determined a source or cause. The government's leading theory is that the Americans were hit by directed microwave energy, which a National Academies of Science report said last year was consistent with observed brain injuries. Okay, that's a quote. So that if they if they know what if they know that that's consistent with observed brain injuries, that means that they already know about this. They have done scientific experiments themselves. They know that this works because they're probably doing it too. But it doesn't say that in the article. That's Those are my comments. The U.S. intelligence commu- community has long viewed Russia as a likely culprit. But Russia's government has said, steadfastly divide, denied involvement. Uh, Rubio... Marco Rubio, an outspoken critic of Cuba, has argued that the incidents could not occur on the island without the government's knowledge, and he urged Biden to sign the bill. So what else do we know about Havana Syndrome? Well, the number of incidents continues to grow, and this is why it's in the news again. A CIA officer traveling in India with William J. Burns, the agency director, the CIA director, was injured earlier this month and exhibited symptoms consistent with the so-called Havana Syndrome. And this happened in India. They have not given, you know, they haven't revealed any, like, specific cause or, you know, blame for the incident. But... um They do say that the number is going up all the time. Uh, Let's see. I had another article about that. Okay, so what they're saying is that this is some kind of microwaves being directed at people on purpose. And... Various people have their um, theories on it. 
But I just thought it was really interesting that this has taken <laughs> over four years to to get any kind of help for these people. Um, okay, here's another article on medicinenet.com. What is Havana syndrome? Havana syndrome is a series of debilitating symptoms that first affected U.S. intelligence officers and embassy staffers in Havana, Cuba in late 2016. And diplomats in different parts of the world have reported similar symptoms. What are the symptoms? The symptoms are similar to those of a concussion or head injury. They were initially dismissed as mass hysteria or stress, but they may be the result of microwave weaponry. And as of the date of this article, which was in July of this year, they said it has affected over 130 people, while the other article said 200. Um, some people have reported symptoms while they were on U.S. soil. Symptoms seem to affect people and linger for a long time. Um, this is what the symptoms are in this article. Um, a loud piercing sound at night, intense pressure on their face. Pain, nausea, and dizziness followed. The sound stopped, but some people complained of continued pain and dizziness and trouble concentrating. Uh, the symptoms were bad enough to interfere with their work while they were on the job. The long-term uh, symptoms included confusion, nausea, disorientation, difficulty concentrating, brain fog, memory problems, light sensitivity, sleep-related compl sleep complaints, and then over, you know, that was actually like immediately following, but also long-term migraines, vision problems, squinting, vertigo, vertigo, which obviously those are also symptoms related to head injuries, but none of these people had actual concussions. So this article goes into more details on what it could have been caused by. They say they could have been caused by some type of mechanical device that emits a focused, it doesn't say focused, but I'm saying focused, ultrasonic or microwave energy. Such radio frequency energy exposure through highly specialized bioweaponry could potentially create micro bubbles in the fluid inside a person's ear. When those bubbles travel through the blood into the brain, they can cause minute air emboli, E-M-B-O-L-I, that result in cell damage similar to decompression sickness that deep sea divers develop. Another explanation is that symptoms may be due to direct penetration of radio frequency waves into the skull, which disrupts electrical and chemical activity in the brain and rewires neural pathways. This rewiring could be the reason that the symptoms last so long. They say the syndrome is not fatal, but of course, how do we know that some people haven't died from it and weren't able to explain what caused them? It could, it could be killing people. I mean, 
people die all the time and they blame it on heart attacks or strokes or whatever. It could have been this. The MRIs, the MRI scans of victims compared to normal people show differences in the white matter in the brain. This supports the hypothesis that Havana syndrome is a disorder that involves changes in brain activity and structure. So it goes on to talk about rehabilitation, doing neurological exercises um, that have been partially successful. So what is the Havana Act, the one that they just passed in the House? It is authorized to lend financial support to individuals who have suffered from this syndrome. In other words, they're saying, oh, I guess something actually did happen to you. It wasn't just in your head. Wow, wouldn't it be nice if, if, if there could be medication for all the people that have had bad things happen to them and that were, or have medical illnesses that have been dismissed and said that they were just having stress or um, they were just crazy? That would be really nice. Um, you know, a lot of the people that are in homeless camps, (laughs) they could easily have who knows what have been happening to them. They, They, some of them claim they've seen UFOs and whatever, and they get, they just get dismissed. So maybe this Havana Act could be expanded to actually help people who aren't just crazy. Or who just, maybe they are crazy, but they still need more help than they're getting. So, what about you? Do you think this is a pretty interesting um, topic? I I sure do. I sure do. Um, People have been talking about, you know, 5G and i i i really have never looked into 5g but i know some of my friends are very sure that 5g is a bad thing so let's google okay i just typed in havana syndrome and it came up with the option of havana syndrome 5g so this one article says Reports on Havana Syndrome calls for me more research on the health impact of 5G. Um, let's see what this Forbes article says. The microwave weapons that could explain why Havana Syndrome report is not being released. Well, this was from Forbes. And the author is David Hambling, who is a technology journalist. And it says, The New York Times has obtained the official Havana Syndrome report, which appears to confirm the theory that microwave or radio frequency devices were involved. Officials have experienced strange sounds, dizziness, headaches, and miracle uh, memory loss. The report suggests that the syndrome has been covered up by the State Department 
A deep, a deep dive into the murky history of microwave weapons may give clues about what is it being covered up. Okay, victims typically hear a burst of high-pitched grating noise with no obvious source before suffering other symptoms. Well, if that, if what that other, other article said is true and it's affecting the fluid in your inner ear, I can see how that would cause a high-pitched grating noise and then the other symptoms would come after. If you've ever had tinnitus, or some people say tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, it's a high-pitched piercing sound that's inside your head and it, it can pretty much drive you insane. And that can happen when you get a head injury, it can happen from hearing damage from working in loud noises or like being in a band or something. Um, it can happen with, you know, a concussion. So if you've ever had that, you know, or if you have it now, because it's hard to get rid of, you know that that sound can really affect your life because you can't get, you can't get away from it. It's like always there. I mean, unless you're asleep and it can make it hard to go to sleep. So if these people are suffering from these head injuries that, and it's causing a, you know, it doesn't say that it's causing tinnitus, tinnitus, but I, I would assume that it does if it's damaging, you know, that would go along with those other symptoms. Okay, this article says that other people in the same building did not experience this high noise and other effects. So that means that it was a targeted weapon. Okay, it says that such effects could not be produced by a sonic weapon, which cannot travel through walls. But researchers suggested that a microwave device might be able to do that. Auditory effects of microwaves have been known since the early 60s. When some people exposed to microwave pulses reported a clicking or buzzing. So James Lynn, a professor of bioelectromagnetic engineering, has been investigating the effects of microwave energy for decades. The rapid expansion causes an acoustic shock wave in the brain, which can be heard as sound coming from within your head. Attempts to harness this effect for communication came to nothing. It remained a scientific curiosity for many years, but there have been attempts to weaponize this effect. The Sierra Nevada Corporation in the early 2000s developed a device called Medusa, uh, for the U.S. Navy. The aim was to generate a microwave auditory effect loud enough to cause severe discomfort and disperse crowds. The most significant development was a novel electronic antenna that was able to form a narrow beam and target a specific individual. Medusa never made it past the prototype stage, according to this article. Sierra Nevada have declined to comment on later developments. In the same time period, 
the U.S. Marine Corps funded work on another non-lethal weapon called EPIC, Electromagnetic Personnel Interdiction Control. This aimed to disable people inside a building through the walls using pulsed radio waves to influence tiny hairs in our vestibular system. These hairs give us our sense of balance and orientation, basically the inner ear that we were talking about before. So EPIC was intended to prevent subjects from moving or even standing up because you would be so dizzy. It would be like a terrible uh, vertigo. And if you've ever had that, have you ever had an ear infection or a bad sinus congestion and had trouble walking across the room or been nauseous, then you can imagine what this non-lethal epic would feel like. Um, They claim the technology was not developed beyond initial stages. So... More research may also shed light on Havana Syndrome. In in 2013, Chinese researchers found that rats exposed to pulsed microwaves had difficulty learning to navigate a maze for up to three days after they had been exposed. They believed that this was due to damage to the brain. In 2015, scientists in Tokyo carried out their own test using intense pulsed power to cause microwave-induced traumatic brain injury. In other words, it is possible to produce concussion with microwave pulses, which is what has been seen in Havana Syndrome. The sound, the dizziness, the headaches all seem to be consistent with microwave effects and cannot easily be accounted for with other explanations. The uh, chairman of the National Academies of Sciences Committee, Dr. David Relman, told the New York Times that the situation was intensely frustrating because victims were being told that their condition is psychological. He said that he did not know why the State Department was refusing to share the report with the Congress, which maybe they finally did. They must have, because now suddenly they're willing to help these people. One possibility is that the report might complicate relations with China if it indicates that a Chinese weapon caused some of the cases. Ah, so that could be, okay, we know right now that Biden is sort of causing problems with China and not being friendly towards China for what reasons we're not really sure about, but maybe the fact that they're going forward with actually helping these people is political. Gee, I'm sure that's never happened before. So if they, if they um, think China was involved, just watch the news. Okay, this article that I just read I I said it came out in October of 2020, okay? That was almost a year ago. So now they're saying that the House is about to pass this bill and that they're going to help these people. 
So be watching your news and we were going to and see if they start to try to pin this on China, which maybe it is China. But I just find it very political that they are releasing this now when Biden seems to be going after China. And maybe China needs to be gone after. I don't know. But I just know that they're, everything is political. And I just wish people, I wish there was not so much, you know, people could just be more honest. Okay. Um, oh. I wanted to read this last sentence. Let me read that last one again. One possibility is that the report might complicate relations with China if it indicates that a Chinese weapon caused some of these cases. It might also open a Pandora's box of new cases, real or imagined, because yes, people do that. Simply by suggesting that microwave harassment is a real thing. Well, maybe it is. It would also raise questions of whether U.S. agencies possess similar technology and whether it has ever been used, maybe on its own people. So, let's see. Let's take a pause here, and I'm going to see if I can find that actual report. Okay. Okay, great. So I found out that the report was released in December of 2020. And the report is called uh, Standing Committee to Advise the Department of State on Unexplained Health Effects on U.S. Government Employees and Their Families at overseas embassies, and you can find it at nap.edu, that's nap.edu, which is, NAP is the National Academy's Press, an assessment of illness and U.S. government employees and their families at overseas embassies. Um, You might have to do a little clicking to get to it, but if you keep scrolling down, you can click on the part that says, read report. And it actually will show you the whole report and all the people that were involved and their names and it's the full report. So this is what it says in the preface. An individual assigned to the U.S. Embassy in China, I mean Cuba, sorry, was awakened one night at home in Havana in 2016 by severe pain and a sensation of intense pressure in the face, a loud piercing sound in one ear, with directional features and acute disequilibrium and nausea. Symptoms of vestibular and cognitive dysfunction ensued. A handful of other cases involving colleagues with similar features began that year and others in the next. Few people were aware of these cases until spring 2017. In addition, the mechanisms and origins were mysterious, and for these and other reasons, there was a delay in recognizing an important cluster of unexplained illnesses and an early failure to investigate them in a concerted, coordinated, rigorous, and interdisciplinary manner. In some ways, the problem presented is an age-old one. That is, how to detect and recognize important anomalies or signals in a complicated, noisy background. 
public health systems have grappled with this problem for years. Okay, so they talk about how it was hard for them to figure out what was going on and they had to look at all the symptoms and all the information. And then if you scroll down a bit, you see, after considering the information available and a set of possible mechanisms, the committee felt that many of these signs, symptoms, and observations are consistent with the effects of directed pulsed radio frequency energy. Studies published more than 50 years ago and over the subsequent decades by Western and Soviet sources provide support for this possible mechanism. So, they're saying that they believe that it was probably microwave energy. So, if we continue on, we go to the summary, which you have to click to get to that. Um, and it gives more details. The committee also considered chemical exposures, infectious diseases, and psychological causes or aggravating factors, such as um, insecticide spraying. But they could not find um, that that was that insecticides had anything to do with it. And um, Zika was epidemic in Cuba, but they did not believe that Zika was the cause. So they just couldn't find anything else other than the pulsed RF energy as the most plausible mechanism in explaining these cases. So they talk about preparedness, um, which if I was working for the CIA, I really would be pretty scared. I wouldn't want to have a lifetime debilitating symptoms. They, I don't think they would pay me enough to risk going through what these people are going through. So Havana Syndrome... I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about this in the news, or maybe not. You may have to search for it to find out more. But all of the things that I just read to you were in the news, and they were on, um, you know, mainstream media. And this other thing was actual a government website. So I, I really do find it interesting that they are putting this information out now, and I haven't really had it time to think more about why that is other than political reasons. I do see Biden setting up alliances. He's been talking at the UN. I think a lot, oh, you know, it could have something to do with um, the climate policy, but it's all politics. But I hope these people get the help they need and that they should have gotten years ago. I hope that they can find, you know, ways to help them. Um, Fixing the inner ear seems to be something that has not really been possible for all the millions or maybe even billions of people that suffer from from ringing in the ear that is so bad that they, they have to take, you know, sedatives. I mean, 
So maybe some good will come out of this. Let's hope. But either way, it should tell you that people who try to tell you when there's, you know, they have these so-called conspiracy theories and they call them tin foil hat kooks, these people may know something that has not made it to the public. And now we know just from what I have just read to you that it is possible to send targeted radio waves into someone's brain and literally damage their brain. That's what they're saying. So these people who are afraid of things like targeted radio waves coming into their brain, maybe they're not kooks. Maybe that happened to them. So, or maybe they're just saying this now because they they want to deflect from something else, like maybe the COVID? I don't know. Some people have said that COVID contains certain things that could make people more radio sensitive. I haven't really looked into that, but I think that's something that people are going to be looking into. Um, you know, there's so many, so much coming out about the COVID vaccines and about the lack of treatment or that the treatments being suppressed. And, you know, we all know that ivermectin is not bad for you. So why did they come down so hard on it? And, you know, there's just a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of crazy stuff going on. So, you know, I, I know a lot of Christians are praying against all of this evil and praying for God's mercy on our on our world. So maybe the truth is going to start coming out. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So thanks for listening. I hope you found this as interesting as I did, and I plan to do more reading. If, if I find out more, I may come back and, and add onto this podcast, or I may do a second one. Um, if I find out more about the radio frequency and the COVID vaccine. Um, Because right now I'm trying to Google it and I'm not seeing anything. So anyway, thanks again for listening. And I hope that you are staying well. And that you are avoiding people with COVID because you don't want to catch it. And you can catch it even if you've been vaccinated. So don't forget, Jesus died for your sins. Accept him today before it's too late. Bye now.